shall seekers your seekers of your heart now we have come again to the most important part of our service which is the preaching of god's word the core business of the bible baptist church guerrero and having said that let's prepare our hearts by default and also our uh, bible and without much ado we would like to call our pastor reverend silmo bingay to preach to us the very word and holy word of god pastor please thank you sir greg and uh, thank you special choir and uh, specials good morning to all of you and those who are watching good morning to buntag satanan and hope and pray that the lord will bless our services this morning um, some of these have been mentioned by sir greg already prayer requests for the Pitsan family for their health so whether Antonio Pitsan is watching and the, the entire family they need our uh, prayer in Peru Familia so be praying for brother Antonio Pitsan and uh, and uh, five more members of the family continue to pray for Sir John Batao for Sir Alan Sibilino in Mati, for Sir Pong and uh, Wellago, and also pray for Chloe Dewey. Continue to pray for all our frontliners, all uh, working members, and uh, for safety from the ongoing uh, pandemic. Uh, also, we need to continue praying for Brother Ibrahim and family. Uh, as we all know, uh, their house got burned, and uh, if the Lord allows them to build back their house, depende kung ipabalikon sila sa gobyerno, if ever the government will allow them to build their house back, we will help them with some lumbers uh, needed to rebuild their, their home, their house. Pray for their emotional needs. We know the, we know the emotional struggle on that. And uh, tomorrow is our extended pastor school and fellowship in uh, BBC RMS campsite. Uh, these past weeks, pastors have been calling me about some of them actually had already uh, gotten their <clears throat> uh, license to solemnize weddings. And uh, so uh, first time, so they... Uh, have a lot of questions, so we will be training them tomorrow. There will be actual training and uh, how to solemnize weddings. You see, wedding is, is, wedding is one of the uh, tiresome work of a pastor. I consider that funerals and weddings are a great work, big work for a pastor. And there are a lot of things that you have to, uh, to, to know practical and doctrinal. Your Bible, please, this morning, if you would kindly open your Bible, kindly rise as we give reverence to the reading of God's Word. <clears throat> I'm happy to see all of you, and Mamelis uh, and I would like to extend our appreciation to Rubledos for allowing us to uh, have a short vacation silahang lugar sa Samal. So thank you very much for that, and uh, we enjoyed the stay. So I have said for the past 20 years, gahapon na ako nakakawag ka ng isda, gikan sa bubo, 
hangtod Britos Caldero. So, we appreciate that. Thank you very much. Sa Deuteronomy chapter 8 this morning, verses 1 to 20, and I hope and pray that the Word of God will find a place itong kasing-kasing this morning, that the Word of God will bring us to humbleness before the Lord, and that the Lord will bless in a very special way. Deuteronomy is a book of review, actually. After the 40-year wilderness, Moses wrote this book to review their experience in the wilderness for 40 years. We're now in chapter 8, verse 1 to verse 20. We will read the whole chapter uh, this morning. I will read, uh, you can follow me through your eyes. All the commandments which I commanded this day shall you observe to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. They are on the verge now of occupying the land. And uh, Moses, during his last days, gave this exaltation and gave this warning to them. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest skip his commandments or no. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man that not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord, that man live. Thy raiment waxed not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these forty years. Can you imagine your clothes will, will, will not rot for forty years? And uh, it was continually renewed. It's like a new thing every day. Verse 5, Thou shalt consider in thine heart that um, as a man chaseth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into the land, and the land of brooks of water, of fountain and depths, and spring out of valleys and hills, land of wheat and barley, and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, and a land of oil, olive, oil, uh, oil, olive, and honey. A land therein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness, thou shalt not lack anything in it, a land whose stones are iron, and out of whose, of whose hills thou mayest dig brass. When thou hast eaten and art full, thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. Verse 11, I'll stop verse 11 because of time. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God, in not keeping his commandments and his judgment and his statutes, which I command thee this day. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God. And Lord, I pray that the word of God will find a special place in our individual hearts this morning. Truly, you are a great provider for all of us. And help us to continually remember your goodness to us. 
In Jesus' name I pray for those who are not saved and those who have forgotten the Lord, that thou would renew our minds today, that we would be renewing our commitments today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Kindly be seated this time. I'm speaking a subject entitled, The Sin of Forgetting God. The Sin of Forgetting God. In verse number 2, it says, Thou shalt remember, remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness. In verse number 5, Thou shalt consider in thine heart. It says in verse number 5, which says, Thou shalt consider in thine heart that as a man chasteneth his father, so the Lord God chasteneth his children. Therefore thou shalt keep the commandment, that is God's uh, reminder to them through Moses. Verse 18, But thou shalt remember, let us read verse 18, The Lord thy God, it is he that giveth thee power to get well, that he may establish his covenant, which he sware unto thy fathers, and uh, as it is this day. So verse 2 says, remember. In verse number 5 says, consider. In verse number 18, remember. Remember. In verse number 11, it says there, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God. The, thy God in keeping his commandments and his judgment and his statutes which I commanded this day. Today we want to talk about the most common downfalls of humanity. It is a pattern that is repeated many times over. When God delivered the Hebrews out of the land of Egypt, God had big, con big concern over their future. He knew how easy it was for man to be faithful and true when he feels like he needs God. But he also knew how easy it is for mankind to forget about him when hard times went away. It is a pattern that is still being repeated today. I want to talk to you about the sin or the danger of forgetting God. See, the history of the ancient Israelites is almost a broken record. It's a cycle, actually. For a while, they would be faithful, and then they would drift away. It was easy for them to serve God when he delivered them from their enemies, or when they accepted uh, the fact that trouble or danger was on their doorstep. But as soon as God won the battles and gave them plenty to it, it wasn't long before they forgot about him and their pleas for his help, and his salvation. They soon forgot about their broken promises to him. God knew that it would be the case. In fact, every good leader God put over his people knew that it would be the case. Moses, Joshua had warned God's people not to forget the Lord in the times of victory. In times of prosperity. Our text for today was Moses. Uh, he was very firm in warning the people. They were to remind themselves of his law and write his law everywhere. They went uh, everywhere they went that they might be be conscious of God's presence and care and provision in their lives as well as their obligation to him. 
Moses knew and God knew that they would easily turn aside forgetting about the relationship with God and their commitment to the Lord. Consequently, throughout their history, their lives were marked by constant change and, and compromise. You know, men are really no different in our times. We need to turn to God in times of need. And uh, we, 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 we feel we go to Him in times of need. Then forget all about it in times of plenty. But every man should remember God, whether in the valley or tragedy or in a mountain or triumph. In fact, it is one of the most elementary teaching of the Bible. No matter what condition we are in, we need to remember God. Amen. We need to serve the Lord. The number one sin that would cause us to forget God is the sin of pride. Remember this. That is the number one sin that caused Satan to fall. Pride. God's work, we recall, we find here his work of building humility in Israel during the wilderness, wandering for 40 years. Look at verse number 1, please. Verse 1 and verse 2. All the commandments I, which I commanded this day shall ye observe to do, that ye might live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord Swear unto your fathers. Thou shalt remember the Lord, the all the way the Lord has led thee. Number one, look at this, to humble thee. God's working. Uh, Israel's humility. God humbled and proved Israel in verse number two. He says, And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee. To humble thee and to prove thee. And uh, all the command which I command this day, he shall observe to do. God called Israel to a complete obedience. And this obedience was to be based on remembering what the Lord had done among them in the wilderness. What did God do? He humbled, I humbled thee. The purpose was to humble thee. God humbled Israel. He brought them to a place they had where they had nothing else and no one else to count on. God allowed them to go into the wilderness so that they will realize that in, in that great wilderness, nobody can help them. And uh, they had no connection. They had no uh, wealth resources except God. So that's the reason why God brought his people in the wilderness. Number two, to prove thee, he says. God tested Israel it was not because he didn't know his heart, and uh, rather he didn't know their heart, but because he didn't, uh, they didn't know their hearts. And let me say that again. God tested Israel. God proved Israel. It was not because he didn't know their hearts. God knows everything, but because they didn't know their hearts. And look at verse number 3 to verse number 5. First, we have God's work of building humility in Israel during their wilderness journey. And uh, number two, God's education of Israel in the wilderness. We find it in verse number three. What is God's purpose in verse number three? He says, He humbled thee. Moses said, All of God's education begins here. And we have to accept it. No matter how and who we are, God's education, if you allow the Lord to educate you, every, everything of God's dealing with us starts with this. 
to humble thee. To humble. All of God's education begins here. All of our relationship with God should start here. What do we call that? Humbleness or humility. God, you know, some never graduate from this first essential step. If we are not humble and if we are not teachable, then there is no point to the rest of any of God's education for us. God cannot use us and God cannot educate us until we are willing to start humbleness with the Lord. And all of God's people say amen. And uh, uh, God cannot work with somebody whose heart is full of pride and full of self-sufficiency. And then look at verse number 3 again. And suffer thee to hunger and feed thee with and, and fed thee with manna. The next, the next grade. This is grade number 2. Grade number 1 was about humility. And level number two of their education, next grade of God's education is total dependence on the Lord. When you learn humbleness in the sight of God, then you learn to submit everything to the Lord. And total dependence to the, on the Lord. Israel had to rely on God beyond their own knowledge. Look at verse number three. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna. And which thy fathers uh, uh, fed thee with, which thou knowest not. Underline that there. Which thou knowest not, and beyond their own ability. And we cannot stand and say, well, I know everything. I am capable of doing everything. No, in the eyes of God and in the, in, in the presence of the Lord, we need to humble ourselves like Paul said, uh, we find our sufficiency uh, not in our own, but our sufficiency is of God. That man, verse number 3, that not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord, that man live. And there are both positive and negative here in this verse. Let me read it again. And humble thee, and suffer thee to hunger, and to feed thee with manna, and uh, fed thee with manna, which thou knowest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord that man live. In the negative, this was the lesson that God wanted them to learn. In, in the positive, they had to learn that man lives by every word that proceeded out of the man of God. And uh, so, now, negative, uh, negatively, God is saying, man shall not live by the things of this earth only, by bread only, positively, but man must live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Sadly, many still live by bread only. We, we, we need both. We need the bread of this life to sustain us, and much more we need the, the word of God. But sadly, many stayed on the bread only, living only for the material things and what can be brought, what can be bought, what can be sold, what can be earned, what can be possessed materially. They stopped there. God says, man shall not live by bread only, but by every word of God. We need the word of the Lord. Look at verse number 6 to 10. We find the blessings in the, in the land of Israel. In verse number 6 it says, 
Um, Therefore thou shalt keep the commandment of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and fear him. So, therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God. If Israel would proceed from the, you know, from the mouth of the Lord, and then the Lord would take care of all the material things and bring them into the land, uh, you know, a, a materially abundant land. God is not against material things. And we have to remember that. Except when, when material things come between us and God. And the problem is when you let the material things stop you from serving the Lord. It is, it is not wrong. And of course God has prepared these things for his people to enjoy. God wanted uh, materially to bless and uh, spiritually to a spiritually obedient Israel. And uh, the problem is when you set aside God. And not serving God. Look at verse 10. Then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God. For the good land which he hath given thee. This is the simple principle of Matthew 6 verse number 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Now look at verse 11 to 17. Here is a warning against pride. The danger of pride in a blessed life. Look at verse number 17. And, and thou say in thine heart, My power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this well. That's the problem. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments. When everything is fine and our lives are, uh, uh, you know, are filled with abundance, it is not hard to have our hearts lifted up and can easily forget the Lord himself and forget it. Uh, it, it was all his works on our behalf. And what a reminder for all of us here. And look at verse 17. And uh, thou shalt say in thy heart, my power, my might, my power and the might of mine hand have gotten me this wealth, this wealth, my power. And the might of my hand had gotten me this well. This is rarely, this is rarely said in the lips. It is said instead in the heart. Let me show you one instance in the Bible. In the book of Daniel chapter 4, look at verse 29. Reminding us of a man by the name of Nebuchadnezzar. King spake in verse chapter 4 of Daniel verse 29. And, and. This came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. And the king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of my kingdom, of the kingdom of the might of my power, for nothing out of, for the honor of my majesty? While the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken, the kingdom is departed from thee. And they shall drive thee from, them, from men. And the dwelling, thy dwelling shall be with the beast of the field. And they shall make thee to eat grass as oxen. And seven times shall pass over, until thou knowest the Most High ruleth in the kingdoms of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. Seven times, for some scholars said, seven years. He lived among the animals for seven years. Thank God Daniel was the prime minister. And I believe Daniel 
keep watch on, on, on him. And so, um, the same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar. And he was driven from men and did eat grass as oxen and the body wet with the dew of heaven till the, the hairs were grown like eagles, feathers and in his, his nails like birds claws. And at the end of the days, Nebuchadnezzar lifted up his I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High. I praised him and, uh, and honored him that liveth forever, and uh, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion. His kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing, and that, that he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven. And among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? At the same time, my reason returned to me, and for the glory of that, my kingdom, mine honor and brightness returned unto me, and my counselor and my Lord sought uh, unto me. And I was established in my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added unto me. So he, it came when he recognized God. And so. Uh, uh, Moses was reminding uh, these people, said when you uh, get all of these things into your hand, be careful. It is easy, easier to say God uh, did it or, or, or all the blessings of the Lord than it is to really mean it from the heart. The problem is the heart. Look at verse 18. The correcting principle against pride here in, in the blessed life. Let's go back to our text in, in Exodus, Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8, look at verse number 18 again. In chapter 8, verse 18, there it says, thou, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get well. Thou shalt remember the Lord, for it is he that giveth thee well. Power, giveth thee power to get well. In times of abundance, it is easy to forget the Lord or, or to at least no longer seek Him with urgency we once had. And so it is, that, it, it is He that gives us power to acquire our education, to acquire everything that we have. We often think highly of our own hard work and brilliance. And uh, sometimes we say, well, it, it was me who did it. It was me who uh, passed all the examination before I got this career that I have today. It is me. And uh, it is me who worked hard in my business to, to get all of this. Yet we must see that God gives us the body. God gives us the brain and the talent. It is all of God. And we say amen to that. That he may establish his covenant, God says. This reminds us why God blesses us. Again, let us read verse 6. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, which is he that giveth thee power to, to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. The Israelites have to remember. God has chosen them. God has blessed them as a nation. And God has blessed them individually, so that as a nation they will fulfill God's purpose for them. And if you are a member of the Bible Baptist Church, God has blessed you individually. Please do not forget you are part of the work that God has entrusted to the Bible Baptist Church. 
and every individual Israelite that they has to remember, God has blessed me because I'm identified, I am identified, I am identified with the nation. And that nation, God has promised to bless. I am blessed because I'm a Jew. And, uh, and God blessed me so that I can promote God's purpose for my nation. God has blessed us individually as a Christian. And so that we can help the progress of the work of God. So he, that he may establish his covenant. This reminds us why God has blessed us. His plan is that he would, we would, it would ultimately further his eternal uh, purpose. And never forget to share your blessings to the work of God. If you are a Christian, you have a nice job, you have a great business, and you do not support the work of God, remember this, you have forgotten the Lord. It is easier to say it in your mouth than to do it in the heart. And if you have a successful, uh, you have, God has blessed you, remember this, you cannot separate from, from uh, the work of God. Therefore, we have no right to use our material blessings to further selfish purposes. Instead, we use our resources to advance his kingdom. What is your share? Never forget, God has blessed you. And uh, why, why does God bless you? God has blessed you that you will be a blessing to the work of God. Is there an amen to that? We, hadn't, we don't have to forget that. If you have acquired so much wealth and so much abundance in your life, but you do not share your time to the work of God, you do not share your treasure to the work of God, you do not share your talent to the work of God, then you have forgotten the Lord. You have forgotten the Lord. And look at verse number 19, please. And it shall be when thou do all forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, and serve them, and worship them, I testify against you this day, that you shall surely, he says, perish. You shall surely perish. One of these days, all of the abundance that you have, God will collect it back. And I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. Moses loved Israel, but he loved God more. Without hesitation, he would take the witness, stand against the, the disobedient, proud Israel, and warn them before God that he may surely, that they will surely perish. Israel will be tempted to look at the nations uh, being judged in front of them. And they think, uh, here, now we're, we're better than those people. We are chosen people of God. We are saved. God would never deal with us that way. God would never deal with us that way. God would deal with them that would, uh, never would deal with them that way. And so God just pride will destroy you. And look at verse number 20, please. As the nations which the Lord destroyed before your face, so shall you perish. You're not saved. And uh, you're not saved. It is the most satanic of sins because it was by pride that Satan himself. The first sin recorded in the Bible was the sin of pride. Self-sufficiency. I don't need God. I forget God. You see, Satan prizes a proud believer over the most notorious sinner because he looks at the proud believer and says, Now, here's a man just like me. Katim na siya. Kabarkada na siya. Kapamilya. Kapuso. And uh, though he say, but pero he belongs to me. He's like-minded to me. And uh, somebody has written this. 
Pride of face is obnoxious, extremely unpleasant. Pride of race is vulgar, unrefined. Pride of grace, pride of grace is worse. The worst pride is the pride of grace. God has blessed us and we, we um, willfully forget God. You know there is God. You know there is God. But you don't recognize him as God. Why? You have built so much, so much, you know, wealth in your, in your, in your life. So much trust in yourself that you don't, you feel you don't need him. The Lord, number two, the Lord deserves our constant praise and honor for who he is. And for all the things he has done in our lives, we need to give God praise and thanksgiving. And uh, as I have said, God is not against success. God is not against education. God is not against what you have now. God intends to bless you. But if you allow those things to, to stand in between you and God, those things to keep you from serving the Lord, then you have a problem with God. Now, with all of the abundance you have, thank God for it. With all the blessings you have, thank God for it. The Lord must receive the praise and the glory and the service he deserves. Look at the abundance we receive from the Lord. In verse number 1 to 9, here Moses reminds them of the goodness of the Lord and his abundance. God has blessed. Now look at verses 2 to 4. God has blessed our past. And God led them in the wilderness for 40 years, feeding them with manna from heaven and even ensured that their clothes didn't wear out for 40 years. I, I believe that, but I don't understand it. If you, if you ask me to explain it, ang ilang sanina, walay laing kaparis, walay mall, walay avrisa, walay gaizano mall sa wilderness. For 40 years, kung unsa sa karon, mora gihaponogma. And uh, God, uh, your, your foot did not swell. Walay arthritis, walay sakit, walay kalintura, walay pandemic. God preserved them physically. Why? Because they ate mana, angel's food. And uh, pag nakay high blood, you eat angel's food. And it will be gone. If you, have, if, you have, if you have some kind of sickness, you eat angel's food and it's gone. For 40 years, God was good. God has been good to us. Pandemic has been months. God is good to us. And even though nakaagitang na affected us a pandemic, but the Lord has been good to us. Has been good to us. I was talking to one of our senior citizens. Si pastor na ko sa virus. He said, I, I showed my concern. He said, what, what is happening now? What do you feel? Si pastor kalawis ginoo, maayuragyod. Maayuragyod ang ginoo. Amen. The goodness of the Lord. Looking back, God has been good to us. God led them in the wilderness for 40 years. Fed them with manna for 40 years. <clears throat> Their clothes did not wear out for 40 years. We say God has been good to us. Count the blessings of the past. And then look at verse 7 and 8. God is blessing our present. Not only our past, but our present. 
At the very moment God was bringing them out of the wilderness. They were on the birds of Canaan. God was good in their lives at that very moment. Right now God is good to us. Natay makaon, natay mahigdaan, natay masakyan, pag-ulan natay mataguan. God is good to us. God is good to our children. They they had their education there. Our, our, God is just good to us. God is good to us. We can never and we can never stop thanking the Lord. And uh, the other day, I, 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 we went to visit our mother. And my mother is really sick. But I, the moment I entered her room, she stood up and embraced me. And I said, said, I said, said Pastor, I can walk. I was giving her her crutches and said, said ko. And while she was walking, I said, Lord, God, you are good. You know how it would bother me and bother us in the work of the Lord if my, if my parents would always get sick. Surely it would bother me. So works again all. But thank the Lord. At present, we can count on so many blessings God has given us. Itong pamilya. You know, our job. Many have lost their job, but God has kept our job. And if we have lost a job, God has provided us. We can always count some blessings in our lives. God has blessed our past. God has blessed, God is blessing our present. And one thing more, God has promised to bless our future. And uh, they were not yet, uh, they were yet to, in, to enter the promised land. And, and already Moses spoke of the blessings of God that they would enjoy. And look at verse number 9, please. It says there, And the land which thou shalt eat bread with, with, uh, without scarceness, and thou shalt not lack anything in it. That is God's promise in the future. Well, there are unknown futures, but we know God is good. God is good to his children. God will provide. There may be heartaches, but you know God will make a way for us. Look at verse 10 to 17. We must constantly maintain awareness of His presence in our lives. We must, whatever we do, whatever condition we are in, whether we are in sickness time, whether we are in abundance, we are in, in need, remember this wherever, whatever happened to us. Never forget the Lord. Never commit the sin of setting Him aside. God leads us always. We need Him. We need Him. Lord, I am in, in a time of trouble, but I would not let you go. I will not loosen my grip in holding you, Lord. I just cling on to you. I believe you are my God. I believe you are my provider. Whatever happens to us, constantly maintain awareness of His presence in our lives. The awareness of His power in our lives. Moses deals with two aspects of our awareness. Number one, our constant awareness of his divine presence would remind us of our duty of praise. Duty of praise. When was the last time you sat down with God and said, Thank you, Lord. I'm counting the blessings. We cannot take it for granted. Anyhow, the Lord knows. No, we have to let him know. You thank God for the life extended. You thank God for the blessings. 
That is why every time we eat our meal, we sit down and, and thank him for everything. I remember when Brother Ruben was staying in our house and we had his son stay with us during his sickness. And, uh, and I would ask his son, he said, That Neil, ikaw bi mga muyo bi? Si ano ni sir? Una, adubo na. Ano ni sir? Bulad na. Ti ano man ni sir? Uh, ano na pinirito na to? Siya, ti mga muyo ta. Lord, salamat sa pinirito nga bulad, pinirito nga isda, salamat man sa adubo. Tanan ipang, he mentioned everything to the Lord. And that is what we need actually. A childlike faith must count in spite of the trials you have. Count every blessing from the Lord. Constant awareness of His presence would remind us of our duty of praise. Moses reminds the people of their duty, their obligation to praise the Lord. He reminds them that, that which would that they, they need to praise God. So what did Israel have to praise for? What did they have to praise God for? Number one, first of all, they have to praise God for satisfaction. Look at this in verse number, When thou shalt eaten and art full, God says. Sometimes as I, uh, you know, we, we feel, Manihapunta, lamik ang sudan, pero wak mo ka mabusog. And uh, dunay timpla nga di igid ni mama, wak ni mamti. Tonight, sometimes, ah, pirtim busoga. Pirtim busoga, Lord. Gracias. And I have heard people say, Gracias, Lord. Pirtim busoga. You know, have you ever stopped and thanked God for the food you eat? And after they had eaten and were full, they were to praise the Lord for their fullness. God has blessed them and satisfied their needs. We can thank God. We can thank God for the success of our children, for the success of our, you know, fellow Christians, for the things He has done in our lives, with the blessings, everything. Do not forget to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I was trying to catch up my time. Pagabot na ko sa my stop. All of a sudden, a grin. I said, Lord, thank you. I needed that. Small things count with God. Our satisfaction. Number two, we are obligated to praise the Lord for our source. Verse number 10, it says there, When thou art eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord, praise God for, for the good land which He hath given thee. He hath given thee. Moses reminds Israel that all and, and all of those who read these words, the source of our blessing. We are to praise Him for whom are all blessings flow. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Yes, God is the provider of all the goodness that we receive. Do not count yourself on it. God has given you the brain. God has given you the strength. God has given us the rain. God has given us life in itself. God has given us opportunity we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out. We thank God. We praise God for our satisfaction. We praise God for our source. And much, 
the most important thing is in verse 14, we thank God we are saved. We thank God for our salvation. In verse 14, it says there, When thine heart is lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. We were lost and on our way to hell, thank God. It reminds us of the bondage they were under and the deliverance the Lord brought to them. Without the Lord, they would never get out. There is no way. They have been in bondage for 215 years. Not 430 years. I dis- I would, I'm ready to dispute that. They stayed there for 215 years. In Egypt. And they could never get out. There is no way makagawa sila. It was the miraculous hand of God. Through the mighty plagues, God brought his people exactly 430 years from the time of Abraham, he promised them. Abraham, 430 years from now, the self same day, it was fulfilled and they're out. We also thank God not only for our satisfaction, not only for our source, our salvation. We need to thank God for our security. Verse 15 and 16. And look at this. It is reminding us. Constant awareness of his presence would remind us of our duty of praising God. Constant constant, um, um, our constant uh, nearness of his presence would remind us not only of our duty of praise, but our, the danger that we face of pride. Look at verse 11. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God, and in keeping his commandments. Verse number 17. When you say in your heart, my power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this well. Stop there for a while. They had, they had not yet entered the land. Moses was ready warning them of the danger of pride. It is hard for a proud heart to be thankful to anyone or anything. Notice what God's word reveals to us concerning pride. Pride in verse 11 promotes disobedience. It will promote disobedience. Verse 11, Beware that thou forget the Lord thy God in keeping not his commandments and his judgment and statutes which I commanded this day. Moses warned that pride would cause the people to forget the commandments of the Lord. Why would I need to fear God? Why would I serve God? Why would I pray? Why would I? I I don't need God. I have everything. Pride promotes disobedience. And pride promotes arrogance. Verse number 17. And thou say in thine heart, Who are you, Lord? I have this. I've gotten this all through my, the might of my power. Moses warns of the danger associated with arrogance. He has already reminded them that it was God who cared for them in the wilderness. And it would be God that would give them a land of plenty. He knew that they would be tempted to assume that all of their good fortune was the result of their hard work, their labor. I say this 
that they had intentionally forgotten God despite, despite of all His goodness. Let me read a few verses and I close. Psalm 106, verse, 70, verse 7. Psalm 106, verse number 7 to 13. Our fathers understood not the wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them in spite of you see, to make the story short, Psalm 77, verse 10 and 11, and this is the last verse. Psalm 78, and verse number 10, in your Bible, please. It says, They kept not the covenant of God, and refused to walk in His law, and forgot His works and His wonders that He had showed them. Showed them. They intentionally, they knew it, but they intentionally set aside the Word of God. Despite experiencing the most dramatic miracle recorded, the Hebrews fell back into their way of living as though God had not done or had done nothing for them. God has preserved them throughout the plagues that destroyed the land of Egypt. God led them in crossing the Red Sea. God provided them water. God provided them manna. God led them through the pillar of fire and pillar of cloud. I look at so many people. They possess many things, good things in life. But they live as if God does not exist at all by not giving him the time that he deserves. By not giving them, by not giving him the talent, the share of their talent. Ayaghutda sa imong kinabuhi, ang imong talent, share with God. Ayaghutda imong kwarta, imong treasure, imong influence, para sa imong kagalingon, share with God. The purpose why God has blessed you, para magamit ka sa If you are not a titer, if you are a Christian, you are not a titer, you have forgotten God. If you are not a a, 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 you, you're not serving God. You're not sharing your talent. You have forgotten God. We brought nothing into this world. It is sin to forget God. It is a serious thing to forget God because it starts, it begins with the word pride. Give up yourself to God. Confess your sins to the Lord. The most important thing you need today is to humbly remember God's love for you. He sent His Son. His Son died for you on the cross. Do not ever forget what God has done for you. He died in your behalf. Accept Him to be your Lord and Savior. Last Wednesday, we brought the message, the sin of prayerlessness. It is a serious thing for God's people not to pray. It is more serious for God's people to forget God. Let us all stand up, please. You have a need. You want to talk to God alone. Raise your hand and I will include you in prayer. Quickly. You have a need. Amen. God bless you. Amen. If you had never been saved, you had never accepted Jesus Christ,
Maybe you are watching right now. I, I saw a while ago some new names popping up in our, in our page. New names. I know that they are watching right now. If you had never received Christ, I pray that you'll receive Him today as your Savior. Humbly let us commit ourselves to God. God is a God of understanding for us. He will fill us with His blessings. Before Sir Greg gives invitation, let me pray for the message. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God today. Help us to never forget you. Help us to remember you, to recognize you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sir Greg, please. Thank you, Pastor. If you are here today physically and online, and if you haven't been saved, meaning to say you do not know where your soul goes when you die or live in this world, today is a great opportunity for you. The Word of God had been preached. It's, it's loud and clear, the simple way of salvation. God loves you. John 3.16, For God so loved the world, God loves us, that he gave his only begotten Son, that's Jesus Christ, that whosoever, only those, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. You'll be in heaven one day. God loves you. That's the reason as to why you are here. It's the reason as to why you managed to join us. Not a coincidence, but God loves you. But God wants for you to act, because he has given us free will to act. And that action needs to be done right now. There needs to be an urgency because we do not know when we are living in this world. And if you don't have Christ in your heart, you'll be condemned. You'll be in hell. And there you'll be tormented day and night, forever and ever and ever. So grab the opportunity. Today is your salvation day. Think about it for a while. Today is so important for you. And God reveals His Word for you to be able to be saved. So we'll be singing an invitation song, only two verses, and after that uh, we will end. And I pray, we pray that you will listen to God's call. He's calling you right now uh, and do some action, a sense of urgency, because God loves you. He don't want you to be in hell. He cares for you. Let's sing the invitation song. Go ahead, Brother Mark. Sing, my faith looks up to thee. Verse one. Romans ten thirteen. The Bible says, whosoever. Anybody, young and old, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The jailer asked Paul and Silas, Sir, what shall I do to be saved? And both of them said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Not only you and your family as well, thou shalt be saved and thy house. Additional benefits. Grab the opportunity right now. Be saved. And... Uh, be part of the Great Commission. He made several promises. He made several promises. Even in Romans 8.1, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Second verse, please. When you accept Christ, the Holy Spirit will stay with you. He will guide you every day until you die in this world. Christians, we need to pray one another. We need to pray for those who are not yet saved. The harvests are plentiful, the laborers are few. Remember the road to heaven, the Bible says, is so narrow 
and only few will find their and only few will be saved and God has given every one of us a great opportunity blessed are those who listen and act on the word of God the message today is so great we need to listen and understand and obey God's word and obey God's word and God will bless us no question about it he made promises about that and all the people say amen so thank you so much for being here on behalf of the Bible Baptist Church especially sa mga newcomers mga balikbayans and guests and also our first time visitors mga egsuo nato din ha sa inyong mga balay I hope you are okay And we have a great day today. Uh, every after service is a great victory because we know our enemies is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He will cut off the internet. He will make some uh, disruptions. But God said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Not even the gates of hell shall prevail against the church they're going to build. And God made his promise. 63 long years, imagine. A long milestone of our church. Okay? So let's close our eyes, bow down our heads, and let's pray. Heavenly Father and loving God, thank you once again for the book of Deuteronomy, uh, entitled on the message, uh, The Sin of Forgetting God. Lord, we learn that you have put great uh, leaders, just like Moses and Joshua, as had been preached this morning, and help us, dear Father, to obey God's command. And to humble ourselves, humility is the key word, and you have provided provision not only to Israel but also to all of us every day in our lives, and we have to count those blessings. Lord, thank you for the education and mga lessons learned and help us to have a willing heart, a teachable heart, and not being proud of what we have become, of the talents that you have given us, but we'll always remember you. Help us, Lord, to have the total dependence unto you, knowing that we came in this world with nothing in our hands, and surely we will live in this world with still nothing in our hands, but we can bring lost souls to the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord, to remember you always, especially in critical times, uh, dangerous times you are facing, or we are encountering pandemic right now, Lord. We do not know when it's going to end. And Lord, we... We remember that you have blessed us so much and we need to be a blessing to others as well, especially in the area of spirituality. Help us, Lord, to read the Bible always because you have said, man, do not live by bread alone, but by every word, every word, the Bible that proceeded out of the mouth of God, do man live, especially nowadays. Lord, if there are souls who are not yet saved in our midst, I pray, we pray for the souls to be saved. Bless us as we are about to go. Thank you for everything that you have done. Thank you for saving our souls in spite that you are unworthy. Thank you for uh, your love unto your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Good morning and may God bless us all.